0: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm excited for today's episode because it's an important topic that I talk about and preach about every single year. We're talking about harassment and assault as females and specifically my personal story. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right, hello and welcome back to the podcast. First and foremost, I cannot believe that we've hit over 100,000 listens on the podcast, like I, Am smiling ear to ear because that is insane to me that this podcast has been listened to over a hundred thousand times and it just blows my mind and every milestone feels so huge to me and I remember when I was celebrating like every single little milestone in the beginning and I remember when I wasn't get getting that many listens and I was wondering whether to even continue with the podcast three years ago and I'm so glad that I have continued at this because it truly is such a passion project of mine and I love what Resilient Scene Running has turned into and I love the platform and the community that has come from it. So I just want to say thank you and if you're listening, whether it's your first time or like your 40th time, thank you so much for tuning in every single week. It means the world to me and it just makes like every single episode that I produce so worth it. If you have a chance and if you haven't yet, I would love if you could rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening, because it really helps the podcast so much in terms of just rating and boosting and yeah, just help us kind of outreach more people to listen. But yeah, I just wanted to quickly intro and say a quick thank you to everyone who's been listening and just share on that big milestone. Today's episode is going to be one that I am very passionate about. And I share about this topic every single year. And I'm actually recording on the day specifically. And I'll share more about that as we get into the episode but I think that harassment and assault as women is unfortunately a topic that we'll have to continue to have a conversation about because it is just like something that continues to happen to so many women which is so heartbreaking and I always have believed in using my platform to you know, share my story continuously and just help others feel like they're not alone. And I just want to share sort of what that looks like for me this year, eight years after I was sexually assaulted on February 6th. So before we get into the episode and things get a little bit heavy, let's just start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, so my low for the week is that I have just not been sleeping very well, which I know is like such a random low, but I just feel like lately I've really noticed how hard it is for me to fall asleep. And I feel like at some point I got into a really good routine of like, you know, being able to fall asleep and having like a set bedtime and like wake up time. But I feel like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I might just have a lot sort of going on and playing over and over in my mind that like, it's really hard to kind of like switch that off. And I feel like I really want to try and focus on trying to get back into some sort of a routine before bed to help me sort of just get better sleep and fall asleep faster. And yeah, I th- I feel like it's something that I really started to become aware of as well ever since I got my Apple Watch Ultra because it specifically has like a sleep function. And whenever you set your phone to sleep, like your watch will also monitor your sleep. And I find the sleep data really, really interesting in terms of like when you're waking up and when you're in like deep REM sleep. And it's just something that I wanted to start prioritizing more because I know that it really feeds into like the whole sort of like, you know, every element of training for a marathon and just kind of overall like life, like sleep is so important in our overall like daily habits and just routine. And I feel like that's so important. So I feel like it's something that I really want to start prioritizing again. And I feel like especially with the sun starting to rise earlier, it's going to be super helpful to kind of get me out the door with earlier sunrises. And you guys know how I feel about sunrise runs. So I'm very excited about that. My high for the week is that I, th- I feel like it maybe is in some way related, but this month is so busy for resiliency and running, which is like so great because I love February. February is not only my birthday month, but a lot of other things. And also the thing that I'm talking about in this episode, which like initially eight years ago, I kind of like was really sad and I thought it was going to like make a damper, you know, on the month because I really love February and I love like Valentine's Day and I love like, you know, the color of pink and all that sort of stuff so but like there's so much stuff that I'm really excited that I get to finally like share in terms of like who I'm working with for London Marathon. Um, I kind of like hinted at it last week, but I'm really excited to kind of be able to share that soon. I'm also going to be finally sharing what we were filming in Adias HQ when I went a few months ago. That's been like something that I've been like waiting to see and I can't wait to see and can't wait for all of you guys to see because it was so much fun to shoot and film. And yeah, I'm excited to kind of like see a lot of these things sort of come to light and just like a lot of stuff that I'm working on with brands that is just really exciting and I feel like what's exciting is that like so much of it is so it's just like very aligned with like my core beliefs and like my passions with running but also like just overall health and well-being and I feel like kind of on the same element of like trying to improve my sleep I feel like I really just want to focus a lot on like my overall health I feel like last year was very much about like getting right with my relationship with food and I feel like this year I want to really like tap into and see like what other areas of health that I can like sort of improve on and like something that's so random but you guys have seen me like talk about Zuki for example but like I've always hated taking like pills and like supplements like that so like whenever I saw like a bunch of like health YouTubers or like people on social media saying like these are all the pills I take and I'm like how do you like swallow all those like I just hate 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 pills so I've been really fortunate to be working with some brands and like kind of exploring and seeing what all is out there and just seeing different ways to sort of help me just get in more nutrients and be an overall healthier better and just more well-rounded person it's really crazy like to see what taking like certain you know certain like drinks or things that like contain more vitamins or more minerals or just like more supplements and like just contain that in the drink and like what it does for you. Like for example, I love hip hop it's like a in the states they have something similar called poppy and it's just like a prebiotic like sort of like a good for your gut sort of drink I cannot tell you like how much this drink just like honestly just like it really feels like it just cleans me out (laughs) if I could like say lightly and I feel like I'm just it's so cool to see like sort of the after effects and like how some of these drinks like sort of affect me and like my overall mood or like my body and it's just really cool and I'm really excited to kind of like take that next step in getting like one step closer to really being like very in tune with my body. And I feel like something that I've not like touched on at all on like any social media or anything is just like I used to have really bad skin and I used to wear so much makeup all the time. And I feel like ever since I really wanted to start like working on my relationship with food and now like kind of introducing like these different like additional supplements or like just things to help me get in like more nutrients. I've noticed like such a difference in my skin like versus like now versus the beginning of last year. So I don't know if that's something that I'll ever like chat about, but that's something that also I've also just always been so interested in, but I just never thought that I was the sort of person that could like clear up my skin. And like I always felt like I ha- had to wear makeup all the time and now I feel like I hardly wear makeup and it's like an occasion if I do, which is so nice and just like it feels so much nicer to be like comfortable in my own skin but I'm blabbering and chatting too much about things and I'll share more on here and just on social media sort of throughout the month so definitely stay tuned and just lots of fun stuff coming on YouTube as well and all of that is linked in the show notes of the episode but without further ado let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you have heard this story or just similar episodes, but it is something that I talk about every single year, especially at the beginning of February, because on February 6, 2016, I was sexually assaulted at my college university. I have never shared too many details and I kind of hesitate to do so and I don't think I ever really will because I already had to kind of share that countless times during my Title IX case that I did go through following that event. And that was something that was really hard. And it's something that I am quite open about online, just because I really enjoy sort of sharing just like my story and and like trying to like help others feel less alone and help others feel like they, you know, have someone that like, at least sort of, like, knows somewhat of what they're going through, but I think, like, harassment and assault, it's always going to be something that we have to talk about, and I know that it affects not just women, but men as well, but I feel like, primarily, I see so many Whether it's my own friends, family, you know, stories in the news, it's always more often than not, unfortunately, females that are getting assaulted or harassed. And this actually was just so interesting because, like, this. I actually was harassed at the park this past weekend during my Sunday long run, and I shared about it on social media and like spoke out about it. I didn't necessarily like film anything in the moment when it was happening because I was like fearful for my own safety, and it's just so interesting because, like, I feel like how I reacted to that was just, like, it wasn't so much... Like, it was fear in the moment. And, like, I'll share the story again here. But, like, afterwards, like, if you watch this week's YouTube video, which will go live at the same time as this episode, I have, like, a good, like, I think it's, like, five or ten minute rant session just about how much this sort of stuff really, like, boils my blood and makes me so upset that this is something that women have to continuously deal with. And especially when it comes to running, like, the whole idea that like women cannot just go for a run will never cease to just like absolutely piss me off and just make me so angry. And you hear about like such worse stories than the one that I'll share about my experience this past Sunday that just absolutely break my heart and make me feel so sad for our world and for women's safety. But essentially on Sunday, I went to my local park and I have run at this park before and I didn't, the thing is, what's really annoying to me is that I wasn't planning on going to this park. I was gonna go to, to Hyde Park because I sort of wanted like bigger laps around a park rather than like smaller and like more laps, if that makes sense. And there were tube strikes. So I just ended up not wanting to make like some long dramatic journey. And so I just ended up going to my local park. I was like really feeling on top of things and I was like vlogging the whole experience as well because I wanted to share sort of like my routine of like how I prepare for a long run and just like everything that I start practicing now versus like, you know, kind of doing that all for the first time on race day. And so I was like really in the in the mood, in the zone, and I was like feeling good. I was like, okay, this is my second go at doing marathon pace. And so like I was really excited and I was having a really good session. I was hitting pace and it was feeling a lot more manageable than the week prior. I was going to say comfortable, but it's definitely not comfortable yet. <laughs> and I'm hoping that it does get that way sometimes too, but it felt a lot more manageable. I was able to practice taking a gel down, which was really great because I my stomach and I don't agree sometimes and so it's good to get that practice in early but I was on my last marathon pace mile which essentially means that I'm practicing my marathon pace for a mile so the way that the workout broke down was that we went from three miles to two miles to one mile at marathon pace with like breaks in between and so I was doing my final mile at marathon pace and there was a guy that like was in front of me all of a sudden and I was like just doing laps around the park and he wasn't necessarily like dressed in like athletic clothing, which is fine. And he was in front of me. And so I tried to sort of like swerve and try and get around him. But he kept like moving to get in my way. And like he kept looking back at me as well and kind of like laughing and almost being like, Come on, men, come on, then and like trying to have me like go ahead of him. But the thing was like, I mean, not only had I just finished like five total miles of marathon pace, but I was also like trying to hold pace and like hold this like steady pace for the last mile. So I wasn't going to do anything to, like, you know, try and, like, sprint ahead of him because I was also just, like, exhausted. But the thing was, like, he just kept getting in my way and, like, he because he wasn't wearing athletic clothes, like, his pants were falling down so, like, I could see his underwear. And it was just, like, really annoying. I was trying really hard to just, like, look straight ahead and look at, like, the road or, like, literally anything in the park. And... I finally like we came to like sort of um, a part in the path where like the sidewalk splits into two and so like at the very last minute I think he thought I was going to go one way which I was doing and last minute I just went the other way and changed my direction and that way I was able to shake him off luckily and like there was a moment where I was thinking about like taking out my phone to record him and like almost like get evidence in case I was going to like submit anything to the police which like someone of someone actually dm'd me after I sort of of shared about it on stories and said that they were a member of the police and like actually told me that I should go ahead and make a police report, which I've not necessarily had the experience of yet in the UK. So I didn't do it that day. And then interestingly, I've also had like another DM since of uh, someone that had like a very similar experience. So apparently this guy was kind of doing this to everyone. And it was just it just really rubbed me the wrong way because I was having such a good time on this run and then all of a sudden it was just like well that wasn't very nice like yeah I hit pace and yeah it was like a good mile to finish off but like that was really annoying and like now I have to do my cool down in a completely different like part of the park and like kind of make something up so that I can like finish off and just go home and it really makes you look out over your shoulder more I was looking everywhere and just making sure he wasn't around me when I was doing my cool down and it was just really really frustrating and like, I think that, like, what was really good was I was running at a time in the day where, like, there were loads of people in the park. So, like, had anything happened, I would have been able to, like, you know, say to someone, like, can you please help me? And I was, like, right by my local gym as well. So, like, I feel, I felt like, like, if anything was going to happen, like, I was going to be okay. But it was just really annoying that, like, that is just what the reality is for women. And whether it's, like, someone, like, harassing you at the park like that, or someone, you know, catcalling you from their car and, like, honking their horn, or, like, just just doing something really disgusting and I've heard such worse stories and it just makes me so sad because like at the end of the day like we as women just like like we don't like I don't know about anyone else but like I physically just like I do not know what to do in that moment and I guess for me it's like I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and I want to like show that I am not trying to cause trouble and I literally just want to run so I will not give this person attention I won't look at them I won't do anything and it's just like these people are trying to get like a rile out of you or something and it's so annoying but anyways I shared this on like social media and loads of people responded and like shared you know their own stories and some Someone actually commented on one of the videos that I had produced from that day and just said like I'm curious to see like if you were to make a poll on your stories how many people would vote that they have experienced harassment at some point whilst like per participating in like some sort of a sport whether it's running or something else and so I was like yeah I'm curious too and I wanted to share that on today's episode the final numbers so from that one story on Sunday that was just up for 24 hours 339 people and I'm gonna say people because this isn't just women but it is primarily women voted yes I've experienced harassment at least once and 43 said no that they've never experienced any harassment which is amazing and I'm very happy that there are still people in this world that like have not had that like really unfortunate experience and I hope that they never do but I think that like Those numbers just show you like how huge that is. Like that's an 89% to 11% like comparison. And like more often than not, like when you talk about like harassment, like you see such big numbers, like so many people have experienced harassment and like you see it on the tubes now, like you see signs as to like how you can like help people when they're getting harassed on the tube or on a bus. And it's something that I'm glad society as a whole is becoming more and more like I guess, a parent of, or just like more, they're kind of giving it more attention, I'd say is the best way to say it. And I feel like this is something that I felt like I've wanted so long for things like harassment, but also sexual assault, because I can tell you right now, eight years ago, sexual assault was not getting the attention that it needed and yet when you actually looked into the research and the numbers it was such a high incredibly high number of women that experienced sexual assault in their first year of university and it's so huge especially in the us and like the greek system which is where i experienced it because there's such a pressure to drink there's such a pressure to fit in there's such a pressure to like want people to like you and want to feel like you're a part of things and you want to feel accepted and you know, none of this is to excuse what happens when it comes to sexual assault because like what was so important and what took me like a year to learn, like due to how society like talked about and portrayed sexual assault at that time, it took me like a year to realize that it was not my fault. And it was just like, I don't know. It was so sad because like for a year, like I said, I was doing this Title IX case and I was trying to get someone to believe me. I like went on record with the university and like told them the entire story of what happened. Like I said, I had to tell that story countless times, time and time again. And I feel like without going into too much detail, like what always stands out to me about that story for me is that when it was happening... All I can remember is feeling like an out-of-body experience and I feel like I've never had an out-of-body experience like other than running a marathon and like really being in the pain cave and like just feeling like you're blacking out but like it was a similar experience where it's just like I just like don't want to be in my body right now. I don't want to be experiencing this and all I could like tell in that like story was like I could tell you exactly how the room looked. I could tell you exactly what photo frames were on the wall, what the computer screen had as a desktop wallpaper and like all of these details but like in the moment it just felt like my body froze and I didn't know what to do and it felt like a similar sort of situation at the park this week and we're like in my head I froze because I was just like I don't I don't know what to do I don't want any trouble I don't know what to say to make sure that I will be safe and like I have come so close over the years like I want so badly to take a self-defense class and was actually speaking to someone on social media. They were DMing me and saying that they had taken a social, uh, they had taken a self-defense class specifically for survivors of sexual assault and harassment. Which is insane to me that such a thing exists. But also, like I am absolutely googling and like wanting to like find one or like the closest one near me. But I just find it continuously heartbreaking that we continue to live in a world where women do not feel safe and people are not meant are not made to feel safe and doing simple things like going for a run will never be safe. And Whilst in the U.S. you can carry things like pepper spray or like different little devices or things, you can't necessarily do that in the U.K. So like you can carry like really loud like buzzers and things like that, but it's not that you can't essentially like carry a weapon like you can in the U.S. And so I think it's like a big reason why I really try to only run during like daylight and like if I'm ever running when it's darker, I will always run like literally like by the water in the city like and just like where there's like street lights and like buildings, so that I know that there are like people around. There are like restaurants and like businesses and offices, so I know that there are people around, but like I will never go for a run in a dark park with no streetlights because like I just never want to put myself into that situation. So like that's why specifically with this past weekend, like I went out at a time when it was very light out and like I would not have to worry about that. There were loads of people around. And the thing is like you can take all of these measures, you can take all of these precautions to try and ensure your safety as much as possible. But at the end of the day, it's just not going to cut it, is it? And it's it's sad. Like I'm I, I feel like I'm saying this on one hand and I sound really like, annoyed and angry but like I'm also acknowledging that it's a very sad truth and it's very unfortunate and I feel like one of the worst things about these sorts of situations that I hear especially when like whether it's women or men that are reporting it or sharing their story I mean in one in the first instance such a huge proportion of these people will never report their case or what happened to them because they are so afraid that someone won't believe them or that something's going to happen if they say anything. And so for one, like this stuff very rarely gets reported, but then like when it does, very rarely does someone actually say to this person that I believe you. And so like, That's why I make these episodes. That's why I share my story every year to say and share the message that I believe you because I wanted someone to say that to me eight years ago when I was initially going through it, when I had no idea how I felt, when I had no idea who I could turn to, who I could tell. And I just remember those like first initial weeks and months when like I didn't say a thing. I think like at first I only told like my closest friends and it was actually like one of my closest friends that actually ended up like pointing out to me like hey Liz like you know that sexual assault right you know that's rape and I'll also never forget the day when I had to tell my parents I say had to but like I am close to my parents and so like at the time like we would they would regularly come and visit me and we would go for lunch and I feel like because I feel like I can't keep anything from my parents like it was just something that like I wanted to do in such a different way but it just ended up coming out while we were at a restaurant and to see like my parents like cry and like their hearts like you could I could see it in my dad's eyes, like, you know, his heart breaking hearing that story and just hearing that such a thing happened. I think it's just so sad. And it's something that I'm always reflective of on this day every year. And I I never want to call it an anniversary because I don't like the sound of that. And like when I say anniversary, I'm typically associating it with something positive. So I I've never known like what exactly to call this day. And I think I always like I always do want to speak out on this on this day every year because it's important to me it's important that i continue to share my story so that people don't feel alone in their situations and i know that not every situation is the same and that so many people all over the world are hurting and i don't personally know your your situation but i hope that you know that my dms are always open if and when you ever want to talk about it and i Always try and support my friends who have gone through this sort of thing in the best way possible. And I know that it hurts. I know that it makes you angry. And I remember the first initial years being so angry at the world and just getting so upset. And just this day would used to be so sad for me. And I dreamt of the day where it would just barely phase me and I would not feel affected by it. And so I feel. While I feel lucky that it's not something that like breaks me down and makes me cry anymore so much, it is something that I'll always be reflective of. I'll always give space for it and I'll always share my story so that others can either just feel like they're not alone, feel like they maybe can or can't connect to it, but just kind of know that like there are people who have experienced this, that are going through this, that have been through this, that want to be there for you and want you to know that you you don't have to be alone in this and you don't have to hurt alone. And, you know, I, I also do, I will do another episode in April for Sexual Soul Awareness Month. And that is also a very important time for me to create space and just kind of open up the floor and, you know, talk about this more. And I don't really know what the right way to go about that is with this platform. You know, as resiliency and running grows, I want to continue to hold space for this sort of a topic. And I don't really know what is the best way to go about it. So if you ever have any ideas, like, let me know. I would love to try and plan something for April to support people or just kind of be with people in the best way possible and I want to be able to create a space somehow and I want people to know that like they can lean on each other that they don't have to go through this alone because when I was first going through this when I hadn't told anyone yet I just kept it inside and I didn't tell anyone but that was also when I was the most heavily dependent on alcohol and that is like i think the strongest point in my experience with alcohol where i really when i reflect and look back on it like could say and call myself an alcoholic because i i definitely was so dependent on it that i used alcohol like a crutch every single day when i didn't feel like i wanted to face everything that I was going through, or after going through a session, after sitting with, you know, someone from the Title IX office and having to tell my story again, or having, you know, my, the person who assaulted me's lawyer tell me that I'm a liar, that I am not telling the truth and turning to alcohol. Like, I want people to know that there are people in your corner and there are ways to go about this and just, you know, find more support. And obviously, like I'm not professional and I am not the best person to obviously be giving advice. So I'm also going to pop some support and just um, helplines and more professional resources in the show notes of the episode. So do Go ahead and check those out if you are feeling like you need the support. I think very similarly to therapy in any sort of situation, like I think it's so important to put your mental health first and to, I think it's so brave for people to say that they need help to admit and ask for help I think it's such a huge step in taking that step for you and really prioritizing you and your overall mental and physical health and just putting yourself first but that is sort of today's episode I know it was kind of a downer and I this topic is always so hard to go about because I'm usually very positive and happy and bubbly and I am still I just I think I want to share this message without seeming too, like, you know, far out of touch. Like, I want to share that this, this still affects me and this still will never, like, just be another day for me. It'll always, like, the date will always be an indicator of, like, however many years it's been since that day. But I just want you to know that you're not alone and I think it's always important to share this message. And so, I hope that you found this episode helpful in some way, shape, or form. And if you ever have any feedback, I would love to hear it. You can send me a DM or an email. There are ways to connect with me in the show notes of the episode. And I always want to find out like better ways of sharing and speaking on topics like this, but I will always, always talk about this because I think it's so important for you to know that you are not alone. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As I mentioned, there are resources and ways to connect with me in the show notes of the episode. And do do definitely reach out if you want to chat. I am always here and my DMs are always open. But otherwise, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.